Welcome to this special Christmas episode of Over the Road Bible. Today we're going to take a break from our study of John's Gospel and change up the program a little. We won't have our normal Tuesday episode coming out this week, but we'll be back to our normal schedule next week. My name is John Coupel. I'm the regular host of this podcast and the Denver area chaplain for TFC Global. I want to extend a very special and heartfelt thank you to all the professional drivers working on the road over the holiday season. As most of us are celebrating with our families, we recognize that everything from the food on our table, packages under our trees, and most everything in our homes came to us on a truck like yours. Our Christmases would be nothing without the work of drivers like you. I want to say thank you and wish you a very Merry Christmas. Instead of our normal teaching through John's Gospel this week, we have a question that came in from my friend Bob here in Denver. And Bob asked, how can we read the Old Testament promises to Israel as American believers today? And how, if at all, are we supposed to apply them to our lives? And as I talked with Bob about this question, come to find out that one of the prime examples of these Old Testament promises that Bob is talking about is found in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And this is one of the most popular verses in the whole Bible, if you don't know, and many times I've seen it put on nice little wall hangers or painted on plates as house decoration. Some of you might even have this somewhere in your house. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. If we put that idea into its original context, the original context of Jeremiah 29, 11, the prophet Jeremiah is writing a letter to the exiles from Judah who are in captivity in Babylon. And this message was not originally intended for me, the modern American Christian who is not in captivity in a foreign land away from the place where God promised my forefathers that he would dwell with me. So how, if at all, should this apply to me? To answer this well, I think we should consider the parallels between Old Testament Israel and our modern Christian life. And by considering these parallels, we can look at how the promise applied to them and then consider how it might also apply to us. So if we look at Revelation chapter 21, we find this promise that will take place after the end times, where after this heaven and earth, the first creation that God made in Genesis 1 is destroyed by the cursing brought about by sin, God will make a new heaven and a new earth. So here's a few verses from that chapter, and this is, by the way, this is John, the same John who wrote the Gospel of John that we've been studying together. He is writing these verses in a vision that he sees. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. So this is an amazing promise of a land where we get to dwell with God forever. Anyone whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life uh, by believing in Jesus. So, like 
Old Testament Israel, we have this promised land that we get to look forward to. But are we in that promised land dwelling with God right now? Obviously, the answer is no. Like the people that Jeremiah is writing to, the exiles from Judah who are living in Babylon, we are living in another land under imperfect, worldly, earthly leadership. So, was the promise in Jeremiah 29.11 for the people right at that moment? And again, we say, no, it was not. It was a promise for their future when God was going to bring them back to their land to dwell with him. And when we understand that, we begin to be able to apply the promises of Jeremiah 29.11 to ourselves because we see the parallels between our Christian life with our future promised land and Old Testament Israel. So if we read a verse like that, and we say that God's plan is to bless us in this life and we should follow Jesus because he's going to give us earthly prosperity, then we're misappropriating that message. However, all we need to do is read the last two chapters of Revelation, as I read a few verses above, to know that God will, in the future, bless us with prosperity and we can set our hope on that. So I told Bob, when he asked me this question, you know, Bob, I drive a 2007 Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's It runs fine, but it's a bit beat up and it sometimes needs some work. And I watch other pastors, they have these nice cars and these nice houses. And if that is God's idea of prosperity, to give more to some and less to others, well, that is not a God that I want to worship or follow. But that attitude comes from a misreading of Jeremiah 29.11 that God is, is planning to give us prosperity in this life. When we realize that it's a promise to Judah for their future, and we can apply it as a promise to us for our eternal future, then we're reading it right. God does have a plan for our future, one to bless us and one to give us prosperity with him for eternity. And that's how we can apply Jeremiah 29, 11. In the Christmas season that so often revolves around hope, a verse like Jeremiah 29, 11, when we read and interpret it in its context, gives us a hope like nothing else. It allows us to set our hope on an eternal future with God because uh, Jesus came to earth and was born as a baby in a manger and lived this perfect life, but took the punishment that we deserve to reconcile our relationship with God. That salvation is the very thing that we're celebrating uh, during this Christmas season. So, Bob, thank you so much for your question. Uh, to all those listening, if you have questions about the Bible, I would love to hear them. I can't promise that I have all the answers, but I love to talk about how we can understand the Bible and apply it to our lives. So please email any questions you have to jonathanc at tfcglobal.org. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-C at tfcglobal.org. Tell me your name, tell me where you're from, and share with me your question. I'd love to have a regular Bible Q&A on this podcast. If you have prayer requests, you can also write to me at that email, and I'd love to pray for you. That's jonathanc at tfcglobal.org. This is Craig Martin, the VP of U.S. Operations for TFC Global, based out here in Pennsylvania. And I want to say Merry Christmas to those in the trucking community in the Denver area. 
The work you do often goes unappreciated. So thank you for keeping America running and doing all the work that you do. I'm also glad to know that Chaplain John is there for you in the Denver area. Christmas can often be kind of a weird and lonely time. So please don't hesitate to reach out to Chaplain John just to talk with him. So thank you for all you do. And I just want to make the time to say Merry Christmas. This is Joanna Mart from TFC Global, and I run the office here in Pennsylvania. I just wanted to take a minute to say Merry Christmas to you and your family. You and the work that you do is so appreciated. Before I worked here, I never really saw a professional driver other than to be annoyed by the large vehicle blocking my way. Now I see things very differently. The driver and the people at home who miss that driver are much more important to me. Now when I see a driver on the road, I make eye contact and wave, especially if the rig has lots of lights and big stacks. That's my kind of tractor. Know that you are prayed for by Chaplain John as well as the TFC Global staff in Pennsylvania. Merry Christmas and safe travels to you. As we're in the midst of the Christmas season, I hope that this year you're reminded of God's love for you, that Jesus would set aside his glory in heaven and become like you and me to live a perfect life and die the death and experience the separation from the Father that we deserve to make a way for us to be saved and reunited to God. I would love to read for you the Christmas story, if you will, the story of Jesus' birth from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, 
as it had been told them. Hello, and Merry Christmas to all of those listening, wherever you are. My name is Ben, and I am a supporter of the work that John Kupal does with TFC Global. The Christmas season is really all about the love of God and the reality that he saw fit to send his son, Jesus Christ, into the world as a child, laying forth the path for his kingdom on earth and laying down his life to cover the cost of the sins of all mankind. This is not only why we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, but also why I support the work of TFC Global. As a supply chain professional, I understand how critical professional drivers like you are to the daily lives of every American. You bring food to our tables, goods to our stores, material to our factories, and without you, none of us would be able to enjoy the modern conveniences that we have. Of course, I also understand that you face extreme pressures, spend an enormous amount of time alone, and deal with the challenge of working an often overlooked profession. More than ever, you need support, encouragement, and strengthening that can only be found through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. TFC Global is here to help make that possible, to connect with you while you're on the road, offer counseling, a friendly voice, and the miraculous word of God. I encourage you to take part in what TFC Global has to offer. Check in with John while he's at rest stops in Denver doing Bible studies. Find other brothers and sisters in Christ that you can encourage. And if you don't know Jesus as your savior, connect directly with TFC to find out what he is all about. God bless you. Stay safe out on the roads this winter and Merry Christmas to you all.